This podcast episode is brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network, where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters. Welcome to the Memora Healthcare Delivery Podcast. Through conversations with industry leaders and innovators, we uncover ways to simplify how patients and care teams navigate complex care delivery. Thanks so much for coming on, Tony. If you want to introduce yourself. Well, thank you very much for having me, Manav. My name is uh, Tony Doss. I'm an interventional cardiologist. I serve as the system medical director for the Baylor Heart Hospital Enterprise. I lead in strategy, innovation, and digital health, and also help lead the vascular group. I also am the founder and CEO of Connected Cardiovascular Care Associates here in Dallas, which is a digital-first cardiology practice. It's great to be here this morning. Awesome. And, and thanks so much for taking the time to, to join us today. Appreciate it. So you have an incredibly interesting background that I've gotten to know over the past several months. And particularly, I've, I've come to really admire a lot of your perspective on the digital side, especially in the midst of all the transformation that's happening in healthcare. So honestly, would love to hear a little bit of, of your story. So how you got into healthcare, you know, how you've started to kind of transform your practice from being an interventional cardiologist to now focusing a lot more on these different types of digital initiatives. Kind of, how'd you get to, to where you are today? <laughs> as a long and circuitous path, one of those probably many people can attest to. Yeah, for me, I mean, taking care of patients has always been a real honor and a gift. I think if it starts with that, uh, patients trust you for their health care, and that really leads to other innovations and ways to think about how to care for them in a more complete way. And I mean, I knew I was going to be a doctor in the seventh grade. The question was, you know, what was I going to pursue? And so with time, it was obvious that I wanted to do something that allowed me to use my my hands, uh, interventional cardiology in my head, which was a subspecialty of internal medicine, which allowed me to kind of look at problems with a lens that kind of took a lot of the inputs that I was observing over time and put them towards patient care. So for the first part of my you know, background, I did training at places like the Mass General Hospital and saw what you know, high-quality doctors were doing to take care of internal medicine, and then I went on to the Texas Heart Institute and learned cardiology. Then when I went into practice, essentially it was about you know, clinical cardiology, growing a practice, and being involved with research and teaching. And even as a private practitioner, I was publishing articles and, and teaching at national and international conferences and doing procedures, but I recognized that Ultimately, there was going to be a need for digital health to be part of this untethering of patient care. So I started getting involved and interested in digital projects back in 2012, 2013, started working with a wearable company called Livemore, and their device was ultimately FDA approved with the highest sensitivity and specificity of AFib detection, but that sort of opened up the floodgates to what we could do with patients when they weren't in the hospital or they weren't in the office. We were able to do uh, evaluation and testing on those patients and be able to have a pulse on what was happening with them. And so that's really kind of gotten me interested in the whole digital space. And that's where we are now in founding this new uh, practice, which is sort of a digital first program. Yeah, no, that's that's incredibly fascinating. It's also just, it's it's rare to hear that even before a lot of digital tools started getting 
a lot of attention that they do today and and have been put in the spotlight that you kind of had the foresight around spending a lot of time on on how things like that can improve your practice so that that's incredible and related to that you know would love to get your perspective on how you've seen the industry change especially over the past call it 10 to 12 years so let's say since the affordable care act passed since there's been a much greater focus on consumerism because of the pandemic there's been tons and tons of ways that care delivery has looked different so what's your perspective on how receptive you're seeing care teams are to different types of adopting digital tools and generally how you think the industry's changed that their outlook on them yeah that's a great question i mean i think one of the things that uh, the healthcare industry has got to get more comfortable with is early adoption of uh, unique tools to be able to help automate the process. I mean, you know, the tech sector in general has kind of been taught, you know, make things and break things fast and then learn what works and use that. That's really counterintuitive uh, to us in medicine because uh, we're more, you know, research-oriented, we're more data-driven, so we're slower to adopt, as you well know. You know, the the cycle for adoption in in healthcare systems can be slow, but I think we need to be more open-minded to tech change because it is what patients slash our consumers are asking for. And, you know, they're able to get onto their phone or get onto another device and, you know, order food and get cars and schedule appointments and shop and do things, you know, at the touch of of their cell phone. And in healthcare, that's still not completely able to be done. I mean, heck, we're still using fax machines sometimes for you know, sharing information. And I think that that's what, that's what the industry has continued to evolve from and needs to evolve to is, is untethering the care in ways that, that patients will be more better, better treated, better access to care for doing things like that. And ultimately, that's going to lead to more uniformity in care because we're going to be communicating in ways that allow us to know what's going on with patients kind of on a more, you know, contemporary basis as opposed to very sporadic or episodically. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you mentioned, you know, that healthcare naturally has not necessarily chosen to adopt digital tools at the same speed or in the same way that that other industries have or generally how the tech sector has progressed. If you had to I think one thing that's always interesting for for me and the audience to hear is, you know, there's a lot of other sectors that have you know, similar problems that healthcare does of really large legacy systems, really, let's say, complex populations and end users that they have to be able to manage. And it'd be great to get your perspective on when you think about other industries that you think have done a really good job of kind of innovating and adapting to to the status quo really well and, and the reality of how we need to be able to engage patients or consumers today. Are there any particular industries that you turn to for inspiration outside of healthcare? Well, I mean, I think that really any industry that has learned to engage their customer base, and for us it's patients, in order to be able to better suit them. I think that, you know, finance and fintech has been one of those that's been able to do it well. I think the retail space has done it incredibly well when they changed from sort of bricks and mortar into more, you know, online uh, access to, to things. But I think that one thing that healthcare has been really good at is the speed of innovation in medical devices in that space and really miniaturizing those devices and the strong push to 
moving those procedures from inpatient to outpatient. So healthcare in general is, is an innovative space. It's just that I think that the, the hesitation is more on the consumer-facing part of it as opposed to once you're in a healthcare environment, the sort of you know, rapid speed of adoption of innovative technologies, research, and things like that. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a disparity that I think needs to be needs to come together. If if patients are going to get outstanding and excellent care, and we feel like we provide that, they also need to feel as if they get high touch concierge service, like they would in a, in any in any other industry, whether it's in you know uh, the travel industry or whether it's in the consumer retail industry or wherever. I think we need to learn from those places. I mean, if I can get on my phone and make an appointment somewhere easily, and I can't do that with my healthcare provider because of the way the processes are, we've got to learn from those places for simplistic things like that. Once they get into our ecosystem of care, I think that, you know, we're now changing the way that we do things from kind of an individualistic approach to more of a team's approach. And that's something worth exploring a little bit too in our conversation today is, you know, what's what's really changed in the way that we deliver healthcare. And I think that we we deliver healthcare differently, but part of what we don't do is we don't engage people between the episodic events. And that's where digital, I think, is gonna come in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and love love to hear that perspective. So we're running a little short on time here, and, and there's really two, I think, big things that I'm sure folks would love to hear from you on. I think the first one is, you know, you're you're working on this really fascinating kind of, you know, first of its kind digital first cardiology clinic. And related to that, even in the conversations that we've had personally, have shared a lot about different interesting tools that you think are starting to appear in healthcare, especially whether, you know, software tools and much new devices, things like that. Are there any particular let's say, whether it's trends or particular, let's say, companies or even particular innovations that you're starting to, to see or, or that you're think, spending a lot of time thinking about, whether it's at the Baylor Scott and White, with your Baylor Scott and White hat on, whether it's with the private practice hat on, any particular kind of trends or innovations that are really exciting to you? Yeah, I think that there's a couple of sort of broad themes here. I think that um, digital health is such a such a big category. It's almost impossible to just talk about it uh, in its broadness. But I think that one of the things that I'm most interested in is starting to parse the disparate pieces of healthcare information into more unified applications. So, in other words, backend APIs that allow us to take information from remote imaging systems, remote digital health, uh, remote monitoring other ways of input data into a more unified system, and then also using that larger database to take what we would think would be kind of supervised or unsupervised data points and be able to make decisions on care is kind of where I think that this whole space is going. So remote monitoring, sensor technology, is just kind of the beginning of untethering the patients from their episodic care, but ultimately, having a dashboard to be able to tell how patients are doing kind of in between these visits that allows multiple inputs to come in. And, you know, companies like yours are, are doing that in ways that are engaging patients that I think are, are fascinating. I think that there's others out there too that 
recognize that healthcare is pretty disparate and the cost of healthcare goes up and the access goes down when physicians and patients and technology aren't communicating with each other. So that's probably my biggest motivation in developing and working with companies that do this type of thing is to try to understand how to take disparate information and put it together. And I think that maybe the term blockchain is not popular right now, but I think that quickly this is going to be one of those things where if you have good solid information, it's immutable and it's verifiable and it's able to be shared. I think that, you know, you can, you can use that technology to make healthcare more uniform across uh, multiple platforms. And I think that there may be some real utility to that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Super, super helpful to hear. And the last question I'd have for you is, you know, you've spent a lot of time with different digital health companies, with, with different device companies, with, you know, even EMR vendors over your illustrious career. If you had to maybe give advice to new people, whether it's physicians who are just early in their careers or to people who are starting to build in the space and, and entrepreneurs, what's the advice that you would give them around you know, where healthcare is as an industry right now and, and what they can do to actually be successful in, in building like a quote-unquote next generation practice? That's a great question. You know, to me, it's always been the same question. I think Clayton Christensen's the one that basically posed it, which is, you know, find a solution for a problem. So I think we're constantly looking at the current way in which we do things. And an innovator looks at, at those same processes and workflows and says, how can we do this more efficiently? What is it that we're missing? What's the problem that we're trying to solve? And really dig down on what that problem is, because the problem that we see in healthcare is that it is very slow, there are antiquated processes, and unless you're looking to innovate those processes in ways that change the workflow that people will adopt to and use tools that do that, you're probably going to keep doing the same thing over and over. And I think for a young person coming into the space, I would say constantly be curious about, you know, what else you can possibly do. I mean, I was probably the oldest person in the MIT blockchain program this last year, and I can tell you that it's interesting that people look at it like, why would you be interested in blockchain or in the Stanford LEAD program or something that's going to, you know, not maybe be something you're using? So because that's where we learn how to take other technologies and put them into healthcare. And that's the only way we're going to move this space forward. So that's the advice I'd give them. Just stay curious. Love it. Love, love to hear it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Tony. Really appreciated the perspective. I'm sure the audience will as well. And we will chat again soon. All right. Appreciate it, Mano. Thanks for listening to the Memora Healthcare Delivery Podcast. For more ideas on simplifying complex care for care teams and patients, visit memorahealth.com. This episode was brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and let us know what you're looking for.